Isn't that what it yeah. says on the thing? Yep. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. that. God doing for us what we can't do for ourselves. All good. Mm -hmm. Live on my end. Let's party. Welcome in to the NFL DFS Strategy Show Jock Market Edition. That's right. We got you ready for Thursday night football. And then on top of that, about halfway through this show, we're going to split on over to Sunday and get you fully prepared for the gigantic slate that is week 14 in the National Football League. That promo code is there for you. Awesome. 100% match up to $50 on Jock Market. I tell you that because you want to jump in sign up and listen to everything that Eric Linkwist is about to say about what to do tonight. And then on Sunday, Mike awesome. Yo's in the house, hit the thumbs up button. You know, the drill E what's happening, my brother. How much good to see you again. A uh, back-to-back days. Can't get better than that. We get to talk a little NFL, talk a little bit of this Vikings Pittsburgh game. I think, you know, a lot of my takes, but a lot of the people out there might not know my takes here. So looking forward to this one, but right off the bat, did Ben Rasa advocate for a minus 13 and a half Vikings alternate line? On the Awesome Odds channel. Did I hear that right this morning? Eric, it was the first. Mike here was producing, so he can also back this up. It was the first thing given out. It was the first play given Starting out. Starting very across. light. It's just, like it's like having a quadruple shot espresso at 7 a.m. Just right, right. inject it in your veins and let's go. You know, and here's the thing. He totally set me up because it was like, all right, let's come out with a hot, but like ground, somewhat playable <laughs> take here. And I'm thinking, all right, well, why don't you go first, Ben? Because this is so far away from Ben's world, right? And I'm sitting there like, uh, anything I give, as hot as I thought it was, is now going to seem mild at best. I love it. Do you ben like Rasa. that play, though? Yeah, here's the thing is I do. I mean, I already liked minus three. Thank God I got it then because three and a half, that half point matters a lot, everybody. It mm -hmm. matters a lot. And, you know, anytime you talk about these key numbers, three, three and a half, four, playing through some of those numbers, I was very happy to get on it early here. Um, that's why we do that early. You want to get to some of those lines because they get more and more efficient as you get closer to kickoff. But uh, same thing will apply as we start talking about this jock market slate where, you know, the closer you get towards that kickoff time, I mean, you want you want to take advantage of some market inefficiencies because I think there's going to be a couple on jock market today. I'm looking forward to some really deep flyers in this game. Let's look at the biggest market inefficiency that jumps out to Eric Lindquist and start there. Okay, that's uh, okay. We'll fire it off right off the bat. KJ right? Osborne, KJ Osborne, yeah. right now is by far on. He's just completely undervalued right now. We have him as a fair value, $6.35. I mean, this is going to be a wide receiver, too, who is going to get a ton of volume in the absence of Adam Thielen. Also, Dalvin Cook on the field is a surprise small little plus for a lot of the other pass catchers here, whether that's going to be Tyler Conklin, whether that's going to be, I mean, Justin Jefferson is as immune as it possibly gets. But Kirk Cousins is PFF's second greatest quarterback. I feel like I've said this multiple shows for multiple weeks. I don't think people understand how well he's played. I've watched a lot of Vikings games and I'm not blaming Kirk Cousins for anything. And I mean, literally anything. It is clock management, losing a ton of close games. We've had some bad kicking here in some spots. We've had, we've had some decent kicking in some spots. But like for me, looking at these ancillary pass catchers, whether it's KJ Osborne or Tyler Conklin, 
I think getting the ball thrown to you from one of the most efficient quarterbacks in Kirk Cousins on the season is just a massive plus that's going underlooked. Yeah, it's a great call, man. Absolutely. From our own projections, if anybody was looking at any prop to play on Odd Shopper right through our own projections for jock market, which we're going off here, it, it makes a lot of sense. And I brought this up earlier with Ben, and it's your team, so I think you can kind of back this up, and it trans also transitions, part of me, into Justin Jefferson and kind of how you see him, but he appears to be kind of capped out. Like, how much more production can you really get out of this guy? Mm -hmm. 15 for 203 TDs tonight, Eric? Here's the thing. He had a slate-high 14 targets. I mean, he got 14 targets right out of the gate. I got to be thinking Adam Thielen out. It, it, Justin Jefferson is open on every play. It's unbelievable how good this guy is. And, you know, I don't want to I don't want to like twist the knife too hard on you with the Jalen Rager, Justin Jefferson. Thing. No, no, I'm, I'm numb to it, my friend. I've no, got you, the receipts yeah. on Twitter. I, it was the largest celebration I've ever thrown as a Vikings fan was them taking Jalen Rager and us having Justin Jefferson just fall sure. into our lap because Rager at LSU. To a winless Lions team, just so wanted to put that out there, but that's neither here nor there. He didn't lose. Did you see that Mike Tice quote, by the way? Oh, my God. Mike Tice, even is, my, so Mike Tice is a joker. That guy's Mike, just get off my lawn, kids. Get Mike, off my lawn, Mike Tice. He comes out and says, quote, even my sorry ass didn't lose, didn't to, lose the Lions, to the Lions. Right? I'm very So then aware. I took that same quote and said, even my sorry ass didn't lose to the Lions. And I falsely attributed it to Jalen Ray. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm trolling. I'm trolling Vikings fans every day. Don't the, lose all my you have tickets. to do is go back to 2017. We talked about this. We That's talked about this. It was the worst year of my life. We get the Minneapolis miracle followed by a 30 point schlacking in Philadelphia. Then they go into our brand new stadium and win a Super Bowl. It was just a bad run. But you know what? Justin Jefferson, hopefully a decade of sorrows are incoming, incoming for you are. as a result. I, I think, think so, too. He's are you special. a little surprised, though, that Dalvin Cook, and I think that there is, again, I defer to you since this is your team here as well, mm -hmm. but if I'm Mike Zimmer and I know that I could realistically be fired Friday morning if I lose mm -hmm. this football game, Dalvin Cook suiting up is Dalvin. I'm using everything I possibly can. And yet, Justin Jefferson has been on an absolute tear. I don't expect that to change. But again, it goes back to my point where, Cook, the productivity and the volume alone, isn't his ceiling higher than Jefferson? And is if so, isn't it a little surprising that we have him as less of a projected uh, player and also a cheaper fair IPO value? Producer Mike Lawrence trolling me there. Don't act like I didn't notice. Absolutely oh, noticed. I missed that. What a jerk. What an absolute jerk. Thank God we don't have producer Cam here in this spot. But um, Justin Jefferson, I, I am not surprised mainly here's the thing justin jefferson's phenomenal and dalvin cook's phenomenal here too dalvin cook i mean you were there were a number of different ways and avenues to answer this question but dalvin cook i'm not surprised dalvin cook is is I, we talked about this on your show a little bit yesterday how many teams are five and seven six and six right now in the nfc the answer is a lot the, there's you're not that far out of a playoff berth here at five and seven you have a home game here obviously we have to play the packers in lambo still coming up there's a lot of really really tough spots here but you run the table as a five and seven team. You're in the playoffs, period. End of story. Dalvin Cook, if he was going to be remotely okay, who cares? If you're Mike Zimmer, you're trying to save your job here. If it wasn't a short week, I bet he would have gotten fired on Monday morning. Mm. That's just my feeling of this. 
is that coming off of that Detroit loss, the public sentiment around him in Minneapolis is that he should have been fired that Monday, but then it's a short week and you're playing on Thursday. He loses this game. He's gone on Friday. There's no doubt in my mind gone. So Dalvin Cook, all hands on deck. You run the table here and you're still in the playoff hunt. You save your job. A lot of things are positive. So if Dalvin Cook says, hey, I'm remotely okay, he's good to go. Right. Two guys on the Steelers. I want to end with Kirk Cousins and we'll move over mm-hmm. to the main slate here, my friend. I'm sure there's going to be one more gem that you've mined sure that will hit before we get out of here as well. So, oh, by the way, are you wearing Vikings gear? Yes, I am. It's game day. I always wear Vikings gear on game day. On on the Sunday stream, I generally don't when the Vikings are there because I don't want to get made fun of every single time. But if if they have a primetime game, I'm wearing Vikings gear all day. (laughs) Just checking there. That's how it works. I'm quasi. I'm like almost in in Vikings colors if you squint and make your eyes. (laughs) Yeah, You're wearing a Best Buy shirt. Stop it. Actually, I think you get this on Amazon. It's like one oh, of those Amazon. Yeah. It looks like one of those uh, those beautiful polos that you get at JC. Like it, it's a beautiful polo. No, no, I no. have multiple of those. Let's be serious. Those it's are honestly the Amazon. I'm telling you, like it's the Amazon brand. Whatever the yeah. Amazon, they make their own clothes because why not? It's a one stop shop. All right, so let's look at two guys <laughs> here, right? <laughs> now they're obvious. One is an obvious one because I think mm-hmm. we both agree the game flow here favors the Vikings. Vikings will be up. Let's say the Vikings are up, I don't know, 17-7 at the half right now. And they look like they're in control of this football game. Well, I think the obvious in there is you want to snatch up some shares of a guy in Ben Roethlisberger who, just out of circumstance, will be throwing significantly more than he did, assuming, in the first half. What would you do with Najee Harris if the Steelers are down 10-plus points going into the second half? The nice thing about Najee Harris is that he's on the field in every single game flow. Um, But I will say that that will definitely starkly uh, affect his rushing total that you're looking at here. And that's going to be kind of the very volatile part of this game and how to project Najee Harris. If they're up in this game, he's going to get a lot of touches, but he hasn't been very efficient on a per touch basis. And, you know, I, I don't really like him. If I like Minnesota in this game, and I really, really do like Minnesota in this game, and you will not hear me say that I'm not the Homer guy coming in here saying that Minnesota is generally going to win these types of these type of in these type of spots. But I think they put an absolute schlacking on Pittsburgh. It's, it's pretty much two teams coming in with the opposite opposite sentiments. And I was very surprised that I was able to get just a field goal here on them, but uh, on jock market, we're able to do a lot of live plays. And, you know, if Najee Harris goes down because, or sorry, just goes down in terms of value after halftime, I mean, you can really find some, you can find some possible, you know, massive upside. Yeah, it's a half PPR side here on Jack Market, but he gets some of those touches. It could be a massive, massive amount of volume going his direction in the passing game, even. It's Deontay Johnson and it's him. In the absence of Juju Smith Schuster, they really haven't had an emergence of a number three. Pat Fryermuth has tried to fill in here. Uh, a little bit, but looking at our fair value chart that we have right now for Najee Harris, $12.93. He is fourth on the list behind Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, Deontay Johnson, Kirk Cousins. I like more than, than uh, Najee Harris, but Najee Harris in a certain game flow. I just think it really sticks out to me as a guy that uh, could be 
a little bit slept on if he has a bad first half, if he's not getting a ton of touches in the rushing game because they get down early, uh, which is kind of what I'm expecting for this game. But going to be more of an in-game play for me if people start to want to get rid of some shares of him uh, rather than somebody I'm even looking at to get to in the pre-IPO phase. So here's my last theory, and I'll bounce it off you here with what to do with Cousins. Now, you, however you are approaching Cousins' pre-kick is separate here. This is more... Once we have kickoff, and that's the beauty of jock market is it's a new game and you're playing live and you're working it just like the stock market selling and buying shares, depending on how game flow is. If that same scenario plays out where the Vikings are up, even if it's not totally comfortably, but they're up 10, 13 points going into the second half. I think that's the highest cousins value will be because of a couple of factors. They need to get this game. Yes. I don't think they're just going to run out the clock so much, but Cook is back. They do have Madison healthy behind him. It is a short week, and we see this where it's just, even if you're at home on the short week, if you're beating a team and you're beating them up, the game flow does change. Just get the hell out of there. You're not playing safe. I don't want to sound like I'm assuming they're just going to play it totally safe, but you understand what I'm saying? Like I think the flow would shift to where you may not get a higher value of Cousins if that's the case. I mean, I, I hate how right you are about it because I think my biggest gripe with Mike Zimmer has always been that we get up in some of these games and we just take Kirk Cousins, we take the ball out of his hand and you completely ice him. It's almost like you're icing a kicker in this spot. You turn it into a Mac Jones situation. Oh, you're only going to throw the ball three times in, yeah. a, in a spot. It's, it's absurd how many times that that's happened. And, you know, he, our, him throwing the ball has been our best course of offense this entire season. Kirk Cousins is been very good. Again, number two in PFF's grading, a very, very high completion percentage, very efficient constantly, also relies heavily on his number one there in Justin Jefferson. Everything that you really want there. I think if I'm investing in them on jock market today, it's going to be a little bit of a tandem. I think I'm going to want both plays. Even if they do get up here, though, I will say the one thing is that you need to put this game into like almost a no-doubt category for Mike Zimmer here. You know, you win a close one, He's going to constantly be on the hot seat every single week, every single week. You put your foot down here in this game. I think it can kind of quiet some concerns here for at least a hot second. So I think more than normal, if they end up in this game, I still think Kirk Cousins might be throwing it around a little bit more than expectation, but that's more of just wishful thinking, I think. All right, let's move to the big slate here in the final Mm -hmm. nine, 10 minutes or so. Just for the record, because I see the chat. Last thing, last thing, D.D. Westbrook. D.D. Westbrook, if he ends up cheap on jock market, I want D.D. Westbrook. I'll take any wide receiver three for the Vikings. A lot of wide receiver three sets. I doubt they they don't really have the personnel in the absence of Irv Smith for the year. They don't really have the personnel to go 12. Uh, they, they can't really do any 12, ty- uh, 12 sets. They can't really do it. So it's going to be Conklin out there. Wide receiver three, D.D. Westbrook, don't sleep on him. Anytime TD was at plus seven earlier in the day. First TD was at plus 4,000. Earlier First in the TD day. plus 4,000. Uh, let's let's have a discussion after the show, Aton. I like that one. Hey, you know my email. You can just Venmo me right here. And we Done. Go from, go from there. All right, so TD. let's hit, hit the big slate here. And as expected with what's happened in L.A. with the Chargers, Mike Williams, COVID scenario that's played out there. Austin Eckler, Justin Herbert projected right there at the top for us on Awesome as far as our own projections on site then you start to get into the quarterbacks Devonte, tyreek Taysom hill down there a little bit hill with the rushing element to it russell wilson is an interesting one especially with this matchup 
that the Seahawks have and how much he's been struggling more so than not. But Austin Eckler is right there at the top. And I am curious because it's not often that we have a non-quarterback as the number one guy outside of Cooper Cup. Really, that's who we've seen, but we don't have the Rams this week. So with that said, Austin Eckler at the top, there is about a four, nearly three and a half to four point difference, projection-wise at least, from Eckler to Herbert with only about 90 cents different in value. So my point being is it may be worth looking at some shares with Eckler because there isn't that much difference in cost as there is in return. You are so good at your job. I can't even tell you. Aton, you're hey, super, just, super sharp, my guy. I'm listening like, to you. I'm trying to regurgitate, man. That's yeah, cool. you're 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 crushing it. I mean, you're you're preaching to the choir, uh, because I'm the choir here at the moment. We got <laughs> we got some people there in chat. Hopefully you guys can listen to Aton spitting some some absolute fire there because Austin Eckler, even at his inflated cost here, I mean, we were talking about his fair value being eleven dollars and fifty-six cents. His projection is off the charts. You know, it's it's two and a half. No, it's over three. Uh, so it's gone up since yesterday. Yesterday, I was on the show with Matt Kajewski and Loffy talking about some ownership for a different site going at the beginning of, of the slate here. But Austin Eckler, I mean, if you don't have Mike Williams out there, and, and again, I think uh, Keenan Allen is the one who's vaccinated. Mike Williams is not. He's a close contact, but he's had negative tests now back to back here. So weird to be talking about this stuff in terms of NFL. But Austin Eckler, his touchdown expectation, people aren't aware. He has 15 touchdowns here on the season. Going up against this terrible Giants defense, there's no doubt about it that Austin Eckler, if you get either one of those wide receivers off the field for Sunday, his touchdown expectation goes through the roof. The Giants are completely inept, a completely terrible, horrific, no good, very bad defense. I'm here for all of that at home. Chargers, I think, absolutely roll here in this spot. I think they start getting it going here towards the end of this season, and I think he's a big reason why. All right, so where else now? Because we have the guy right there Mm -hmm. at the top, granted. As you start to go down a little bit, maybe there's somebody to avoid. Maybe it's the payout for a Taysom Hill. Is it worth the price? Or maybe you start to look at somebody a little bit lower and take advantage of where their cost is to return. I think I had talked about this. I, I saw a couple of sharp guys and I know it was something like a year or so ago when we started talking with jock market where a lot of quarterbacks were, were really going off the board at a high clip. And part of that is that they have such a tight distribution of their projection. You know, you're very rarely going to have a quarterback put under 10 and you're very rarely going to have a quarterback go over 35. So it's going to be a pretty safe bet that they're going to fall into that range. I don't expect 100-yard rushing performances from Taysom Hill, but having Kamara back, I think there are some dump-offs that are possible. If this middle, if this mallet finger injury that he has that's similar but not as bad as what Russell Wilson had, I think we're looking at Taysom Hill being a very dangerous player from a fantasy perspective just because of what he can do with his legs. Our pure projection on him, 23.14. I just don't know if the public is going to value him the same way that they probably should. Yeah, we have a fair value of $8.16, but if you sort it just by projection, he's the fourth highest projected player here on the board. I want to see that Camara news. I want to make sure that he's in just to give him another skill position player because, yeah, he can hand the ball off to him. But, you know, until earlier this season, like they hadn't given him a ton of volume. And then all of a sudden it was just massive volume there. But with Taysom Hill out there alongside him, I think it'll definitely be a little bit more potent uh, for this offense. And, you know, Taysom Hill is just somebody that, Uh, I don't expect those 100-yard rushing games very often, but he is certainly capable of them. 
So I'm also looking at any scenario here where we're dealing with tonight, right? Where we all expect, a lot of us at least expect, the Minnesota Vikings to bounce back exponentially from that brutal, embarrassing, humiliating loss in which they suffered to the Detroit Lions. Jesus. Eric Lindquist, my goodness. But right, I mean, we are, we're expecting that. So look, with the bounce back, feeling or not, comes points, comes productivity in the offense, comes productivity in the DFS world here on jock market. So is there a team like that that you're looking to bounce back and with it comes offensive productivity? You know, it's another thing too, where it's like this Chiefs team has won four oh, straight, right? A couple of games in a row. Their offense has been mediocre at best outside that one game where they put up 40 plus points. But I don't Maybe you're looking at a cheaper Travis Kel. Like, could you ever imagine Travis Kelsey being this cheap? Week 14 in the season. Here's, here's my problem with this is that they're always going to be owned because the they still have that multiple year sample size of them being outrageous performers. But yeah, the, the situation around them has changed. I think you're never going to get them at a discount. They're the most expensive players on other sites for DFS purposes. And you really have to make some decisions in that standpoint. Is there a lot of upside? Sure. But you know, there's a lot of mid-range plays that are going to go undervalued compared to them. So I'm I'm much more inclined. Like DJ Moore is going to be very, very chalky in DFS. And I found on Jock Market, those guys get paid a little bit overpaid for. How about we talk about a bounce back spot for these Buffalo Bills? And okay. this, this pass funnel for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I'm in love with Stefan Diggs this week. I think he's getting very, very slept on here. Cole Beasley has slowly been very inconsistent with some of his snap counts. He's been as low as 30% in spots. He's been as high as 80% in some spots. It is so hit and miss, and it's so game flow dependent. But if it's going to be wide receiver two sets out there, it looks like Gabriel Davis has become a guy who's emerged to the top of the board here for them. I think finding some shares, you know, if you want to get to like some really, really low owned guys there in the bottom end, I think pairing Diggs, Gabriel Davis, and Josh Allen together, those are three guys I want to be wow. over-invested in on jock market. I think having the entire stack, the entire grouping, avoiding Cole Beasley in it, avoiding Emmanuel Sanders, where it's the little bit of the name recognition. And, you know, he'll be out there in a lot of wide receiver two sets as well. But like for me, I, I know Dawson Knox is back and that might kick into a little bit of the projection, but Gabriel Davis has been on the field quite a bit here. Uh, we obviously all just saw him there in that super crazy win game, but now let's go to Tampa Bay in some, in some uh, windless football. And I'm looking forward to investing in the bills. I will say just because I ran a, a couple now, I didn't hit much big time Eric Linquist dollars. Like I'm sure you did Monday night, but our <laughs> projections were pretty sharp for mm -hmm. Gabriel Davis, especially a leverage play yep. in the showdown on FanDuel. So another 10% and, and I ended up on a ton. And part of it was, you know, our, our good friend, Neil Orfield, Millie maker winner, Neil Orfield here, new guy here at Osmo, absolute stud. Um, but 0% kickers in showdown was also very helpful, but I'm looking at, uh, we've got this super chat, pick one, Madison, Jeff Wilson, Sonny Michelle, uh, Madison's completely off the board for me here now with Dalvin cook back uh, as, as brutal as that is, he could have been, one of the highest projected running backs on the week, if not the highest projected running back on the week, other than uh, other than Eckler. Uh, I'm probably, eh, God, Jeff Wilson, Sonny Michelle. I don't know about Michelle, this Henderson right? news. It's got to be Michelle, I think. Just even, I think he'll still see, see snaps even without Henderson there, but uh, that's, that's three pretty bleak options in their current situations. Well, I think you nailed it though, which is if, for example, if, Eli Mitchell is truly healthy. Like if there's nobody, if there are people in front of Wilson, he may not see the field much at all. 
more like a Madison scenario than it is with Michelle, who even with a healthy Henderson is going to see some a- activity. Or- I will say too, the other thing too, is that I would rather have my position be waited on. Um, I believe, uh, obviously they're not on the main slates of the Rams. I mean, they obviously have the Monday night game or is it the Sunday night game? It's one of the two. Uh, yeah. They're off this main main slate here for jock markets. So, so I would rather wait down. with my news. I'll wait on my news and then uh, figure out. So if I need to make an emergency play, uh, which, you know, Madison, I don't want to be locking up that spot on Thursday night with Cook being active. We know that. I'd rather just sit and wait. And if you're able to pluck something off the wire other than those three, you know, if there's a David Johnson or a Rex Burkhead situation, I'm not sure. I think David Johnson goes here. Like an absolute emergency situation, at least you won't get zeroed out the way that you might if, if you have the starters starting in these spots. Admit it, you miss Hurts not being on the slate this weekend, don't you? Don't you? I miss Hurts. Yeah, Jalen Hurts, the Eagles. Yeah, I don't miss Hurts. It's Minshew mania, baby. <laughs> no, it's not. It's Minshew I'll, season. I'll send you my latest column. It's the last thing is Minshew mania. I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. I mean, no, you they gave them up a here. bag of potato chips in Jacksonville. They don't care. Well, yeah, but don't get me wrong. You want you want chaos here. I think you were part of that. Viking I love chaos. That came down here and tried to dress up the Rocky statue with, or Ben Franklin with the Vikings jersey. You don't get to talk about irrational fandom ever, ever, <laughs> ever, ever. You set your own city on fire when you want a Super Bowl. Please. That's not true. The exit is that way, Aton. Let's end the show. Wait a second. Only I think one person <laughs> got arrested and one person got caught eating horse shit. Everything else was on the level. All right. I'm yeah, not I saw some Instagram trend. videos that speak to something else, Aton. Just uh, throwing it out there. All right, look, just go to Jock Market <laughs> first and foremost before you get out of here on that note. We have a promo code for you, Awesome-O. A-W-E-S-E-M-O. You put in 50 and we'll match up to $50 on your first deposit. Thanks to Mike Awesome, yo. At Eric Lindquist. I, I forgot the D, I think, yesterday. And I tagged some random woman. This poor woman was probably thinking, what the hell's going on? At Eric Lindquist. She needs to <laughs> sports bet, too. It's important. Everybody does. Thanks again for rolling us. We'll see you next week.